When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've done this so so many times before now that I feel like I am familiar yeah. with answering the call. And I will do it and it has always worked out for me and it always has led me to a place where I feel in alignment with what I'm meant to be doing mm-hmm. at that time. Even if it wasn't part of my plan that I thought out. No, you know? It's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a jacuzzi, I'm gonna figure out how to do the chlorine right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For like five months. With everything, every skill and yeah. hobby that I do. Yeah. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, everybody. You're, and you're talking right now to Ace. No one's talking to you. I wish they would. I'm talking to them and them only. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you can contribute a little bit to okay. this. Okay. Um, okay. So this topic I'm going to try to get out of my head about because it's a topic that I feel strongly about, but also whenever I try to do topics like this, I just don't know how to really articulate it. So I'm going to do my best. Okay. Okay. So. Wow. What a setup. Yeah. Great setup. I just want to, you know, brace you for the fact that I might not get my point across all the way. That's fantastic. Okay. Because it's kind of, you'll you'll see. Okay. So I'm, I feel like I'm on the precipice of a huge change in my life. And I've talked about this on my vlog channel. I do a bullet journaling every month and mostly it's me just like drawing or painting something while talking about like really deep things that i'm going through mostly she paints ammunition it's like a therapist stop it which is why it's called a bullet journal oh i thought you were saying that because my cancel my uh, channel got demonetized for being a gun zone guns well you shouldn't do bullet journals then duh Okay, well, it was on my vlog channel, okay, and sure. it's not this channel. So I feel like I'm on the uh, verge of a, a huge change, and um, I was talking to my therapist about it because for the past year, I'm, I'm a workaholic, but the past year, I have not been like in that same zone, and it's hard for me to honor when I'm going through that type of time where I know I'm supposed to just like chill. Cause it's hard. Cause my go-to is to not chill and to just like keep yeah. working, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I've been really trying to honor those cycles and they don't happen very often, but yeah, the past year I've felt really like I'm closing a chapter and I'm just supposed to be honoring all the places that I've been in this past chapter before I let it go. Okay. And in my head, I'm like, but what's the next chapter? You know, but like, what am I, why am I letting go of this? Like what's, what am I working towards? Can I be specific with you? What are you letting go of? I don't know. And okay. that's that's the thing. So that's the question. And uh, while I've been in this state, um, the picture of the fool tarot card came to mind. And have you ever, have you heard of this card? I've heard of it, certainly, but okay, I, don't, so this I don't card, remember it. It's come up like a lot in my life. And I used to go get tarot cards readings done like every year. I think I've talked about that before. Yeah. I haven't gotten done for a couple of years, but, um, but they were just like for fun, you know, like I just like to see like what they say. And, and for financial advice. Yeah, totally. 100%, 100% financial advice. Well. Yeah. Um, no, I just like to see, to see what they say. And I get this card a lot um, or every couple of years it was getting, I was getting this card. That's the fool. And 
I was telling my, I was trying to explain how, what I was going through with my, to my therapist. And I brought up this card and she's like, I'm not really familiar with the tarot deck. And I was like, it's okay. The, I just, let me explain this card. So this card, the fool is, he's not a fool. He's called the fool because it's a, a, it's a person that is being called to do something, but they don't really know what. And they just follow that call blindly and kind of just have faith in the universe that they're being pulled to do something that they were supposed to do. Like a Noah's Ark situation. Yeah. Where everyone's like, he's an idiot. Well, and kind of. he's like, haha, drown you bitches. <laughs> kind of. But that's, he was given a direct order or at oh, least, okay. you know, he felt he was like this. Yeah. The fool is more like, I don't know what I'm, what's going to happen. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm supposed to build an ark or anything. Like I'm just supposed to, I'm just feeling like I'm supposed to go this direction right. and I don't know where it leads or why I'm being pulled that way, but I'm going to go with it because that's what I feel in my heart I'm supposed to do. And she was like, this is, that's not a fool. And I'm like, I know. That's what I said. It's not a fool. I've started like, I was like, didn't yeah, you good, listen yeah. to me? I, I said that already. I said that. Okay. And she's that's like, no, this, this concept uh, really reminds me of a, a concept in psychology called uh, the the hero's journey. Yes. And you've heard the, about this as a film writer. Thank you. Right? Because as an acclaimed film writer. Yeah, but um, but when you're putting together a film like this concept comes up because oh, it's the most basic story ever told. Yeah, and so it's by Joseph Campbell who's like kind of like a modern day mythologist if you will, but he was looking back on how all of these ancient cultures and civilizations throughout all of history all of history have the same stories and they didn't know each other's stories. They just happened to have the same stories over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it's, it all has to do with what he calls the hero's journey. And so he has this book called the hero with a thousand faces. And it just means that like, there's all these thousands of stories, but the same hero, the same hero's journey through all of it. So she told me to look up this hero's journey concept by Joseph Campbell. And um, yeah, it is exactly how I feel. And this is not the first time I've gone through this, but it's also not like something that happens every year. It's something that happens like every seven to 10 years. Like mm -hmm. it's not just a casual, like, Oop, I'm going this way now. Oop, nope. Now I'm going this way. It's like a, wow, this is like something big is closing and something new is opening. In fact, the definition online of the fool's, uh, the fool card is, um, to see the fool generally means a beginning of a new journey, one will you, where you will be filled with optimism and freedom from the usual constraints in life. Uh, the fool doesn't know what's going to happen. They just know they're being called on to go a certain way and they trust the universe to guide them whatever they're being called to fulfill. And in the hero's journey, the very first step of the hero's journey is that they're called to do something. Yes. And usually the hero in the story is like some average ass dude, like some or girl, mm -hmm. but like they're, they're one of us, you know, they're just living their humdrum life, their monotonous ass, boring ass, comfortable life. And they're getting called to do something. And they're like, no, like usually they say no at well, first. Of course. Yeah. Cause they're like, why would I do that? This I'm is like, like what I talked about in the screenwriting episode, but like usually there's a reluctance first yeah. and then there's something that happens where it's like no going back. Right. Which is, and this is not something I came up with. This is a very common use in screenwriting, but yeah, the hero's journey is, is 
the root of all that. Like it's like mm -hmm. something happens to the hero that forces them into action and there's no going back. Yeah. So in the, the first step, they're being called. And usually the hero's like, no, this is crazy yeah. and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stick to my life that I know. And then something like things happen that kind of push the hero to go further and further to answering the call till eventually the hero answers the call. And then they even go. Even if they don't know. Even if they're stupid. Yeah. Like even if it's like dumb and dumber and like the gas man's after them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they cross the threshold and once they cross that threshold, there's no going back, like yeah. you said. So uh, so in uh, step two is the initiation. It's the quest. Um, you either need to go or then you'll, or you'll be stuck in this unhappy life. And you'll be called again to do this thing. Like you'll have to repeat the lesson. So they go through the, the threshold and now there's no going back. And then there's usually a crazy, there's a crazy journey, which usually has a downfall at some point where the hero gets trapped or they like fall on their face or they get lost or something happens, but they're too far to turn back. They can never go back. They have to kind of like figure out what to do from here, but everything seems to be going wrong. And then they wonder if they made the right choice and they really can't go back until they've learned the lesson. Mm -hmm. So they're there to find the lesson or die. You know, right. so they go through this thing and usually they end up in like a cave or like some prison cell or in the belly of a whale or something. <laughs> and they learn these lessons or they find the treasure. Sometimes it's treasure. It's like a metaphor. Um, and and they, they get the treasure or they learn the lesson or whatever. And then they have to bring back the boon. I think it's called the, the ultimate boon. Have you heard of this? I don't know what that is. So that's is. what it's called, the treasure. They have to bring it back to their home, which where they they have to bring it back and share it with the world. Okay, yeah. So like the MacGuffin, like Indiana Jones, like they brought it back, but it's like not shared with us actually. It's like put it into a big warehouse. Mm. Like for movie making, that's kind of the same idea where it was shared with the world in a way because it like killed the Nazis. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But then, yeah. Exactly. It's interesting. I like yeah, that. yeah. And so um, the hero's journey is meant to inspire everyone. Like basically it's meant to say like there's a hero in all of us and we're all being called at certain points in our life to do something, but most of us ignore the call. And it's about listening to your intuition and choosing the adventure that will ultimately leave, lead you to maybe your purpose in life. Right. But a lot of people ignore the call. And I think it, I think it might be because when they see stories like this, they might interpret it as like, well, this hero was special. Sometimes in like yes, all stories, the like they have a gift, like they're the chosen one, yes. like they were born with this special thing that or no one else blood, has. Yeah, exactly. Family. And I think that it's a, I think it's a misrepresentation of what is, what it's meant to do. Like the purpose of the story is, is more meant to like reflect to you what you're being called to do at least in the way that Joseph Campbell describes it. And, um, and so they're, they're not, you're, you're not special. <laughs> like you're, no one's special, but you're all, you're, everyone's meant to do a certain thing. That's my mantra. Exactly. I don't believe anyone's special. Yeah. Even LeBron James, I don't think he's special. And I don't, I don't look, and that's not a knock on him. You don't go to basketball practice if you're special. <laughs> Yeah. Right? You don't like shoot more be to to learn more to get your muscle reflexes better if you're special and you got it all gifted to you at birth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's actually a concept that like uh, I think where is it? I don't know. I didn't. I read it in my notes somewhere. But um, it's talent 
times uh, talent times skill equal uh, no ta- talent times effort equals skill and some people are n- more naturally gifted towards picking up skill and that's a talent mm-hmm. um but they still need the effort involved right and then skill times uh, effort is greatness and the effort counts twice because you have to use it both times so you could be naturally talented but if you don't put in the effort you're never going to be great and that's the separation then and you can also not be, you can be less uh, naturally talented but you develop that through your effort to be great. Um, So anyway, uh, I was talking about like how I was talking to her about like, yeah, yeah. Like my therapist. Yes. I was talking to my therapist about how I don't know why this, cause that I don't know why this happens. This is before I looked into the heroes or anything. I was like, I, I just feel like I live for the adventure. Like I live for that. And like, that's, that's the life worth living for me. And I don't know why it happens when I feel like, hey, it'd be comfortable to just like stay here, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why she kept encouraging me to look up the hero's journey because it's usually, I've said no for the past year to this new calling because yes. I'm like, this can't be. Like I've put so much time into this chapter and like how how could it not go to the next iteration? How is it like the end of the chapter and it goes to like a new chapter now? Yeah, it's like a new adventure. I have to say too that um, it's easier said too because like actually doing it's really hard. Yeah, but then I've done this so so many times before now that I feel like I am familiar with answering the call and I will do it and it has always worked out for me and it always has led me to a place where I feel in alignment with what I'm meant to be doing Mm -hmm. at that time, even if it wasn't part of my plan that I thought out, you know? It's like, I'm gonna gonna get a jacuzzi, I'm gonna figure out how to do the chlorine right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For like five months. With everything, every skill and hobby that I do. Um, So yeah, I I used to think that my purpose, like we talked about purpose in my therapist session, and I used to think that my purpose would be defined once I got really good at one skill. So like I, you know, I just like once I break through like what I've been working on with this one skill of like whether it's acting or stand up or whatever it is or production. Um, and over the years on my vlog channel and other places, I've just lamented the fact that I feel like a jack of all trades and a master of none. Um, but then after being through a few of these cycles, I realized and my therapist helped me realize is that maybe like this is my purpose, like continually trying new things and like living on the edge of my comfort zone and continually learning new skills and uh, living outside of like what I think is possible and then bringing it back to share with everybody, you know, or to show people what my findings were. Like if I failed at something, I let them know if I, something went wrong, I warn people about what can happen, you know, or if something went right, I tell them yeah. what happened. You, you have know? an interesting nomadic uh, quality to you that I think, I mean, just knowing your family, you probably got from your grandmother. Probably. Because she was very much um, just somebody who just wanted to try a lot of different shit from my understanding of your yeah. of her. And you're very much that way. And I don't know if your parents are that way at all, actually. Yeah. Um, well, my parents, all offense, by the way. My parents get offense. the call and they ignore it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. They But they've talked to me about like yeah, getting yeah, yeah. these calls. And I'm like, you should answer it. And they're like, no, no, no. I, can't nah, do I don't I'm have chill. enough time to do that. Exactly. Blah, 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 I couldn't blah, blah, possibly. Blah. Yeah. And I think that I meant to like, I like taking the risk, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people are uncomfortable with taking the risk. And I think I maybe am meant to 
take the risk and like so you don't have to take the risk i'll take the risk yes. i'll take the risk that you're too scared I'll to take it out for you i'll check it out i'll, I'll spend the money is the house haunted? i'll go broke i'll go in without a flashlight exactly and then i will tell you like what to look out for yep. what to happen and that's kind of how this podcast started was like exactly but shit that i figured out through trial and error and like experimenting and like learning i live for that Frankly, and that's how you helped me kickstart Crypto Corner because I, you know, was way too in my head about it. And you just came up to me for the camera one day while I was sitting at my computer and you like made me start it and you even <laughs> named it. Yeah. Which was great for me because I it, about that. it actually took all of the hard part out for me, which is just like launch day. Launch day is the hardest thing ever for me. Mm -hmm. Launch day is the most nerve wracking thing. Totally. Where I fine tune things and try to figure things out that, that I shouldn't. And then like later I find it anyway and I figure it out anyway. So that's so funny to me. So that's, that's, is the creative process. That is actually the part that people are so scared of is this unknown. This like unknown part that, well, what if you fail? What if you fall? What if you, what if there's a fiasco? What if you lose everything? And that's the part that's the fun part. That's the creative process. But it's, and it's great advice to give. And yeah. I've given that advice before, but I don't think I took my own advice for a little while there. Because, oh, it's hard. It's easier to say than do. Of course. And, but, but I didn't think of it like that. Like, well, I'm not taking my own advice. I was like, well, I'm just not, it's not ready yet. It's not time. Right. Yeah. And then you like literally just, just you, launch it. You're like, this is called Crypto Corner. And I was like, yeah, this is all it needs to be. And I've gotten so much joy from it. It's been fucking great for me personally as well. Um, just because I already focus on this stuff all day. And now I get to share it with a lot of people. So it's really yeah. awesome. And also, I I didn't have a place where I could talk about this stuff comfortably. Because, you know, as much as I love JK, it's a lot of people in the room. You can't talk in depth about something for very long. Mm -hmm. And that's not a knock on them. It's just how the format is. So... I get to do it in depth for two hours and it lets me feel alive even while I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And you started that. So it's it's a really cool thing that you gifted me through this mentality that yeah. I think is good for people to hear. Yeah, and it, you know, I had wondered a lot, like how come, but like how come I'm not scared of doing it? Like why, why is that different? And I do think that our education system, our public schooling system has a lot to do with our programming because from a very young age, you I mean, you're trained over and over again to avoid mistakes, avoid failure at all costs, you know, do a good job, just work. And you're you're living out of fear that you're going to fail and you don't want to make choices that would put you in a position to fail or make a mistake. You you try to avoid that. Right. Because then you'll get punished yep. or you'll be humiliated. Or you're, you'll be embarrassed. And I think I just am not scared of being humiliated. I'm not scared of be of making a mistake and yeah. looking dumb i'm not scared of being the fool right i mean you played a stupid idiot on youtube for years <laughs> like yeah that was literally your typecast like on on youtube sketches. you know what they say though in acting is that you have to be smart to play dumb like marilyn monroe everyone thinks she's a ditz or whatever but right. she's she's very smart but you're one of the rare ones who's actually dumb but you play dumb i know which and then, is crazy. I, then i don't have to work that hard yeah that's pretty crazy. Yeah, they say that. in acting also to be closer to who you are so you can get typecasted and then you'll be you'll be able to you want to work very hard. They say in awards, though, and, and in Guinness, that to be first. So I think you did that. Guinness? Like the the world record? Yeah, like thing? the world records. Did you know that the beer company also owns world records? Yeah, I did. Actually, that's so weird that you mentioned that because I've been researching Tara Brown because the song by the Beatles. Um, <laughs> hard, hard, of course. What is it? A, hard, a long, hard, hard day? day? No, a long, hard day. Uh, I think that's what it's called. The one about the crash is about Tara Brown. 
The one of the Bob Paul McCartney's 1966 crash where he died. It's not about that, Steve. It's about Tara Brown, the heir to the Guinness throne. I see. He was a, a lord, if you will. Anyway, we're getting off track. Yeah, um, are we? So <laughs> the hero always starts in a comfort zone and needs to break beyond the comfort zone to go deeper into their purpose and then share with the world. And I don't think this is a one-time thing. And I think this these things have cycles. And I was telling her that. And then I watched a video on this. And at the end, this is what he says. He says... Um, there's a quote from him. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Um, there was a quote from him that says, what I think is that a good life is one hero's journey after another over and over again. You're called to the realm of adventure. You're called to new horizons. And each time there is the same problem. Do I dare? And then if you do dare, the dangers are there and the help also in the fulfillment or the fiasco. There's always the possibility of a fiasco, but there's always the possibility of bliss. Hell yeah. And, I, I love that. And it's great. And the fool's card is like, he doesn't care about the possibility of fiasco because the fool has just a clean slate. He's like, I got nothing to lose. And like, if I lose and I don't lose much, and if I gain, I gain a lot. See, and that's, so that brings me to one of my favorite similar quotes from Winston Churchill. He says, every day you make progress, every step be fruitful. And yet there will lay before you an ever lengthening, ever ascending, ever improving path. But this so far from uh, discouraging only adds to the joy and glory of the climb, which is my favorite Churchill quote. That's great. I, I like to live my life by it because because it just means like, hey, man, if you're just doing your thing and it gets harder, that's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of life. Well, it deepens your purpose almost. Like it, you, Yes. You it, have to stand by your purpose right. if it gets harder. Because you're learning new lessons. Every time you make a mistake, and this is why I think I'm not scared of them, because every time you make one, you learn something from it, or at least you're supposed to. Right. And then you can add to what you were originally trying to do. Like you're, yeah. you take those lessons along with you. They're not bad. They're not like failures aren't bad. They're just meant to help you get stronger and better at the thing that you're trying to achieve. Right. Yeah. And I think that just is missed in school. But I think that's. <laughs> That's another topic. Like I want to talk about social engineering, but because I think it's done on purpose, but so <laughs> that's a topic that yeah, we can do another sure. time. Um, Especially with our debt culture. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of this is done on purpose. It's really heartbreaking. But um, so as I was looking up this stuff, um, there was a, so there was a book that my therapist recommended to me and I went on Amazon to buy it. And then this book that was recommended, recommended in the Amazon recommends after I bought the book she recommended. They was, got you. It's called this, the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. And nobody has ever recommended this book to me, but I couldn't stop looking at it. And I went through all of the reviews. I had like 500 something reviews on, on it and they were all really, really good. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just buy this book. It was 10 bucks. You know, um, I don't know where it's going to go, but I, or even if it has anything to do with what I'm looking at. Um, Did the cover have paths that, are spiky no. paths that have fire and then a, and then a nice easy path. No. Okay. I thought I, I saw it. Missed opportunity, right? I thought I saw it before. I mean, you got to do better. You got to do better. <laughs> you got to advertise your shit. Yeah, no, this one had flowers on it. <laughs> Just like four flowers. That would, okay. All right. So, it's by Robert Fritz if you want to check it. That's oh, right here. Look at it. See? Four flowers. <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why should I listen to this guy? <laughs> what are you talking guy? about, dude? Um, so the path of least resistance, it's so weird because these could almost be two different topics, but I do feel like they're intertwined because I feel like this might be 
he talks about concepts that have been really hard for me to explain to why I always answer the call, to why I say yes to the red pill. Even though when I watch The Matrix, I'm always like, don't fucking take the red pill, take the yeah, blue pill. Yeah, go to bed. Pill. You're tired. You no, went to the no, club. No, you're going to regret that. You went to the club. You were tired already. That's, yeah, I dude. always actually think of that because he's like, oh, no, I'm pretty tired because he was like literally up till 3 a.m. And like, come on, come to the club. And he's like, he sees that rabbit tattoo on the chick and he's like, okay, sure. And then after that, the cat never gets to go back to sleep. He actually ends up being in the matrix and shit he is a uh, so it's been so long since i've seen this movie so the, the rabbit tattoo so usually in the hero's journey it's an animal that takes them to the next place and it oh, represents yeah. your there's like, no original stories anymore everything's just ripped from everything but well, yeah. everything has that's the hero with a thousand faces exactly it's, it's so, Blake snyder's uh uh you know save the cat yeah so why when i when i'm i outwardly feel like i'm fear-based where i'm like no i'd just rather die than be in an apocalypse and you're like no you're really survivor-based like you would try yes. to stay alive and i'm like nah, alive. fuck Have that and so when i watch movies like this i'm like don't take the red pill what are you doing take the blue pill just stay in your comfort zone well i have a dark belief hmm. that i'll share with everybody and this sounds dark i understand that but i really do believe that that there is um that the world wants you to kill yourself <laughs> what yeah i know I, th I i think that the way that people watch news and the way that they consume a lot of media dude this is why we have to have the social engineering topic okay but but i really do believe that um you know darkness is a tool that is used on people all the time yeah and i um and you know you just look around you it's not even that crazy a claim no um but yeah i i think that you know and kill yourself really is, is kind of a metaphor but in a way i want you they, they want you to quiet yourself kill your soul kill your soul exactly like lower your status and yeah. stay down bitch yes so yeah. yes absolutely yeah. i 1000% believe that i think we were all <clears throat> temporary deepness for me i, I will get back to we're normal. all put here for something and then programmed to forget that 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 we have that power to create 100 percent. um we have to take a break but when we come back i'm going to get into this path path of least resistance because i'm going to go in further with that and i think that you'll like it and we're going to be using lube and we're about to advertise for that lube. lube path of least resistance i think should be paths with lube and so do our sponsors today and i want to thank them very much that does have the least resistance it's true. <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's a good idea okay Okay. Lube yourself, guys. Lube it up. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like, it... I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amount. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> okay, and we're back. So, before the break, I was talking about this book, Path of Least Resistance, that I just stumbled upon, and it has everything to do with this of maybe why I, I choose to take the red pill, and I keep choosing it over and over again. And it's always been, like, fruitful in that way of these rebirth cycles where I've learned you don't have to burn to ashes to be reborn like the phoenix you don't have to burn all the way to ashes but usually people refuse to answer the call until they burn to ashes and when you're talking about the red pill obviously you're talking about the misogynistic message board oh totally Reddit, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 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 that's definitely what i'm talking perfect about. thank you so continue well, i'm talking about the matrix okay so anyway uh this book um i think it does a really good job of articulating basically the concept of manifesting but in a way more pragmatic way so if you're not into like the woo-woo-ness of like manifesting it's more like no this is like an actual process that every artist does that every creator does and we are all creators and you can create you can actually create your life and people don't think of their lives as something that they are taking active part in creating they think life just happens to them mm -hmm. they think events happen and then they react to the events that happen and that's what life is and you're just trying to navigate it until you get to the end of it well it's funny too because manifesting really if you want to actually boil it down to what it is you're just setting a goal it's as corny as setting a goal yeah well and make making that goal come to fruition right. but the woo-woo-ness comes from people uh saying that like you can't achieve a goal that's you have to set realistic goals yeah, exactly. And manifesting is more like, what's realistic? Set the goal that you want to yeah, get set to. Your goal. Yeah, get, Go but, for your goal. but be honest of what you truly desire, not limited by what you think is realistic. And yes. that's that's what I'll get to. Um, so it de it defines it in terms of in terms of learning to truly be the creator of your own life. And I feel like it's hard for me to articulate because I want to encourage people to get in touch with their intuition, like with their inner calling inner calling and I, I i truly do but it's really hard to explain to people how to follow your intuition and i think he does a good job of guiding people on like how to follow that thing it's because these are th things that can't be seen and, and each person's version is different like my path is different than what your path is and what i want is different from what you want but um they can be created in the same sort of way and it's also hard because the evidence seems really anecdotal but I really believe that this is what a, what everyone is like. It's it's a seed within everyone, you know. Yes. And I and I really just encourage people to explore it and try to find it. So we've addressed a survivorship bias on the show before because whenever we bring this concept up, sometimes people will say, "Well, you're only saying that because it worked for you," you know. And it's so hard because just like a healthy relationship, which we give relationship advice all the time, I can't prove to you that true love exists. 
I can't prove to you that true love and healthy relationships exist without you finding it on your own. It's just this feeling, this thing that I that you know is real when you find it. And you want to share it. But so, so many people, like the status quo says true love is only in movies and real love is just about commitment even after desire has passed. It's a Disney construction. And I don't subscribe to that. But I think because so many people settle down, they settle for something before they actually experience true love, that when I talk about it, it does sound like a myth if you haven't been there. Yes. And I, I just wish people wouldn't settle before they find it. Me too. That's what I ultimately wish for everybody. But when it comes to answering your call, it's true that I can only speak from belief and personal experiences, but I, I promise that I'm not special. I don't think that this is like a special survivorship bias thing. Like I'm, like I said before, I don't think the hero and the stories are special. I think everyone has that. Um, and I think these concepts were maybe just easier for me to di digest because I've somehow, and this is something else that my therapist has brought up in other sessions, that I've somehow been able to keep this, the childlike curiosity and wonder that a lot of adults lose. What's she up to today, man? That's my fucking every day. <laughs> yeah. Every day, what's she up to today? I have the, uh, the title sitcom wife because for, of it. For real, bro. And it's just, I, cause she's like, are you doing this to fulfill, like to rebel against your parents? Are you doing this because you actually want to do it? Or are you doing this because you think like you'll get some sort of monetary reward or gain from it? I'm like, I'm doing things because I actually love learning about them like i just like the process of learning and understanding concepts and then getting better at them and continuously fine-tuning it and i've gotten mad because i feel like i never get like i never master something i just keep going circular and she's like well that's life is circular it's, it's supposed to deepen each time and yeah. i'm like that's how i feel and I, I never felt like that was the correct way because nobody else around me seems to like do that um but they don't make you feel comfortable there yeah you know that's really what it is and I, I really am just driven by this like innate passion and purpose more than a monetary guarantee or reward or security and i guess i've just been living this way longer uh because i broke the comfort mindset a long time ago and uh and i so i think that this concept was just easier for me to continuously incorporate because once you start and you see results and you continue to see results and you continue to do it in cycles, you become more confident in your ability to create your own life or well, your what, ability what, to Can I to talk about poker for a second? Yeah, go for it. Where did you just like, so like you were sparking pretty hard in like the jacuzzi, inflatable jacuzzi lifestyle. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you like pivot mm -hmm. into poker land. Yeah. Where does that come from? I found a new key. So just like I was where? talking about with the cycles um, where like, I'll start things and maybe I move on to another thing or maybe I get upset. I, when I start something, I get obsessed, right? Yes. But then I get obsessed with a lot of things, you know? And when it reaches the end of where I feel like I can no longer improve on that thing is when I start to kind of get bored of it. Or if it's no longer challenging or I personally can no longer improve or don't feel like I can, then it I tend to drift towards something else or kind of be in a, an in-between stage. And just so people know, it's not one-to-one -one happens immediately. There's like... I would say a lot of time in that drift. Yeah. So where was, you're like aimless and wandering and like mm -hmm. feeling hopeless and all kinds of different things that make you more real, I think, than you sound. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they, I, I guess I should. Ver yeah. I really want people to know that it's not just like this instant thing. Like, no. I know what I'm supposed to do. I don't like I she like literally following intuition all the time. Is confused as hell about it. And I get scared and I get yeah. sad. I feel like 
what if I'm making the wrong choices? What if none of this is sustainable? Maybe it's only been sustainable for 35 years, but then it's going to stop. You know, I don't know. Um, but I, and I I'm mean, like, there's I, no book for husbands about this I, shit. There's I don't no think book. anyone knows, but the but the poker thing, I the key I found was I was I was playing poker because I enjoyed it. I was a very casual player, and I was the most casual you, player I've winning, ever seen. Yeah, you played it like maybe three times a year. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was a thing, and I won a lot whenever I played, and so I was just like, yeah, I know how to play, and I was going on intuition alone. I found all the technical aspects of poker and that reignited a flame because I didn't know how complex and layered it actually is and balanced both in psychology and in the mathematic and technical skills, which are my favorite fucking subjects. I love psychology and I love mathematics. What's that minute one of you finding poker? Where where did that come from and how? Minute one? Yeah, minute one of like... Cause you already knew poker. I know, I know. But yeah. What got? What rekindled it out of nowhere? The learning that there was a technical strategy. Where did you learn that? Um, I was reading a book on um, on mindset. Nice. Yeah, and it was like you know, like if you play every poker hand, the blah 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 blah. But like if you know that you're not supposed to start with a queen jack offsuit from a early position, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, that's great. Okay, that's great. So that was like, I was like, wait, I would always start queen jack offsuit. What? Why would that? That's not a good hand. Like, why I would you? It's a great hand, personally, but yeah. But if someone three bets a queen, you shouldn't call a three bet with queen jack offsuit from early position. And I was like, I would. I, first of all, what the fuck are positions? And second of all. Why is that a, not a good hand to, th- to three bet call with? Also, what's a three bet? Exactly. <laughs> and so I, this was like the key to like, oh my God, there's so much I don't know about this game. And I'm interested, you know, like yep. I don't, I don't know. It was a pandemic last year. So it's like, I was interested in a lot of things and I was interested in the stock market and st- strategies and yeah. And so I was like, oh, like I love strategy games. I love, you know, if you watch me on JK Party, I love deception games. I fucking just love like any sort of like more complex than the face value of a game. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not just going around a board. Like there's actual strategies, ways to win. There's two different teams. You're even called the hero in poker. Like there's the villain and the hero. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, who's the hero? You're the hero. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, like and that. then the your opponent's the, the villain. Everybody else. Yeah. Right. So when you make a hero call, it's like you could win, lose big, but you could win it all. You could win the pot. That's a hero call. Love it. Anyway, uh, poker is another subject. I'm actually going to do a vlog on it soon, so um, stay tuned to my vlog channel. You just did one, by the way, that they should check out if they want to watch. You. Oh yeah, well I did. Yeah, I did a poker vlog. You're getting me off you on the wrong track, Nikki. Okay. okay, thank you. Can I talk about the path of least resistance, please? Can I plug your channel, please? Go ahead. YouTube.com/slash/Nikki. Thank you. Okay. So as you read this, as you read this book. You and you realize that you're the predominant creator in your life. And once you start truly embracing and accepting that, that you are a creator, you will become more excited to create. And your production will not be fear or security driven, but creation driven, where like you are creating because you love to create, because you like the result of creating, not because of the money or the or anything else. Um and I mean, it's like a painter, you know, when you're painting, painting, mm-hmm. like they're not painting to someday like sell the paint. They're painting to paint the painting. They exactly. want the painting to be done. That's their goal. Yeah. And a lot of people just, I think, don't know how to choose what they want in life because they're very process driven. Like, so you set goals based on what's realistic 
because what's realistic is the process you know to get there. Mm -hmm. But when you're creation driven, you choose what you want first. You're not looking at the process. You're looking at like, what do I want to create? Like, what is the end result? So it's not, I want a million dollars. It's like, what are you going to do with that million dollars? And so another, a lot of people just think I want a million dollars. That's the process. Money is a tool to leverage you into thing, the thing you want. Or it's, it's the process of getting there. It's so you're not your goal. It's not the thing you want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you don't know the thing you want, you're not going to get the million dollars because there's it's a process that leads to nowhere. So you need to know what exactly it is you want without thinking of how to get it. And I think that part is really hard for people because you are only trained to work within your realm of possibility, you know? Mm -hmm. And for artists and creators, they're continuously pushing the boundaries of what's in the realm of possibility. And we actually talked about this in another episode called The Neuroscience of Creativity. And I thought it was fascinating because it makes so much sense because artists and creators, they are, their realm of possibility is so much wider than the average person watching them that it it looks like they're doing actual magic, even though they're just working within the realm of their possibility. Because we can only ever work in the realm of our possibility, which is why you have to create it first to believe it and then you it's easier to believe they always say like your first hundred thousand dollars is the hardest because up until that point you haven't made a hundred thousand dollars so you it's not in your realm of possibility yet or like you're trying to believe that it's possible but until you made it it's really hard to believe you can make it like or on youtube they're like the first hundred thousand subscribers is the hardest that's a fact i remember that it is. It and, then, and then after you get the first hundred thousand, the second hundred thousand comes like it that. Clicks, yeah. And and I don't know what it's the weirdest thing because it's the same amount. And also, you know, like like Dave Ramsey, where like you become a millionaire, you lose it all. But it's the first million was really hard. But then yep. you can become a millionaire right away again because you have the tools. Exactly. And you have the belief. Mm-hmm. It's in your realm You've of possibility because you know you can do it. Hell, I've done it. And I think that's what happens with this creative process. When you're creating your life, you become more confident in your belief that you can again create your life. So you're not as scared of taking this leap into the unknown of this journey that you don't know where it's going to go because you've done it before and you know that you can create life out of it. If, if it all goes wrong, I, I still think I could create my life out of it. It's amazing too because this lines in with my interests as well. Like we're with crypto. Like I did it before and I'm like, I'm going to do it again. And I did it again. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's the same shit. And I had the utmost confidence going into the second time because I learned so much from the first time. Exactly. I carried all those lessons into it. And then now when I say things, I know what I'm talking about with confidence. Yeah. Instead of just shooting in the dark. Yeah, it's wild, man. I mean, like, I think people are too focused on the process, like I said, um, like the money or like get the job. Getting the job is not what you want. You want the job so you can make the money so you can get the X that you want. Like the thing that you want is. is here. And a lot of people don't start at the results. And, um, I think that that again happens from childhood, you know, like, you know, people tell you to sell, set realistic goals of what you want to be when you grow up but if someone had asked me like what I want to be when I grow up and I responded well I want to entertain people but I want to work from home and I don't want a boss I want to like wake up whenever and like wear pajamas all day if I want to and I I you know basically just want to be me 
when right. I grow up. Right. They would tell me that I did not know the definition of a career good and point. to pick something else. Such a good point. Because being a YouTuber or an influencer didn't exist, you know? Yeah, and to my parents' credit, they really supported me the whole time. That's great. They were like, you should go do this stuff. At the time, I really thought I wanted to go be an actor. Me too. I didn't know. That's because this, this didn't exist. Existed. It didn't exist. Yeah. And so when I picked the, 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 the goal to be an actress, it was because that was the closest I could get to what I thought that I wanted. Yeah. But, and I, so I went through years of feeling like I failed at, at my goal because, okay, I got to back up. Please. So I found this note. Um, last year i found a note that i wrote in 2011 and it was a list of everything i wanted without limitations like to just put down write down what i wanted like it was without knowing this process it was this creator driven results driven goals not the process but the actual life that i wanted and i wrote down um let me see. I wrote down and I was broke as fuck at the time, by the way. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to eat tomorrow. Um, but <laughs> I that was wrote how you lived back then. I wrote down um, that I, I, uh, I said I wanted to work for myself in a creative field. I wanted to be married to someone who is my best friend who loves me unconditionally and vice versa. And this was when I was single. Boom. I want to own a home in Los Angeles, which I thought was impossible. I want to travel the world, which I had never left the country before. I barely left the state. And I want lots of kitties, like so many kitties. Oh, we did it, baby. <laughs> I didn't say that we I want so it. many kitties, but yeah. And so I looked at this list and I cried because I'm finding it in 2020 and all of those things came true, but I thought they were going to come true through me being an actor. And so all these years, I felt like I failed because I thought I was, I didn't know being the actor was the process that I was focused on and it wasn't the results. It never was the result. And in fact, I stopped acting a few years ago because there were certain things to not the craft, but like the showbiz part of yes. acting that I really didn't like. like Dark it, side, perhaps. It didn't gel with me. And maybe Rose McGowan touched on it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to, I mean, I really had to reflect and, and be honest with myself of like, is this really what you want? And I was like, maybe not, you know, maybe I, maybe if YouTube did exist and being a podcaster or an influencer did exist, maybe I would have chosen that. I just didn't, that didn't exist yet. So I chose acting and I just never adjusted, you know? Yeah. And for me, I, I just, um, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm a creative person and, uh, I feel like I, through my experiences with creativity, mm-hmm. you don't get to control it all. And so it's a frustrating endeavor. And so I'm looking forward to doing creative endeavors where I get to control all of it. Yeah, exactly. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. The, but, the, well, then, so you're doing, so the goal is to keep creating for the love of creating, not for anything else. And that's ultimately what I think um, Joseph Campbell was re- referring to of a life well lived is a, a hero's journey over and over again. Yes. It's like you're you're answering the call to create just for the creation itself, yeah. not not because there's any sort of security in it or any sort of guarantee of anything. And I think too many people pick things based on whether there's a guarantee or what their chances are of getting it or whatever it is, rather than answering what they truly want to want want to have. Exactly. And um, uh, there's another thing that the another concept that's brought up about the way he describes it in this book, the path of least resistance is um, 
is creating underlying structures. So a lot of us have made structures that the path of least resistance goes to somewhere that we don't really like. And you have to change the underlying structures so that the path of least resistance naturally flows to your true desires. And I think that you might have heard the phrase like uh, the universe hates, hates a vacuum. You know, have uh, you have you heard that phrase before? I've not heard that phrase. Okay, it's like what are they, they just they just think you should just leave it all messy. No, no, no. So like in this book, he calls it structural tension. Where basically, here's what you want, and here's where you are. It's the current reality, and then what you want, and there's this vacuum in between. And once you declare what you want, the universe hates a vacuum, and it will help you fulfill that. It'll help I you see. bring you closer to Very cool. to what you want because it's, of... So just to help you out with this mm -hmm. metaphor, it's like when Bob Lazar talks about folding a, a piece of paper to bend space-time and then you just go through it. Sure, yeah, because the universe hates a vacuum. Exactly. Okay, so in here it's called structural tension. And again, I only have, you know, my own experiences and stories to base this off of, but... Um, the best example I can think of, of like the monetary way, you know, people are like, well, if you, you know, if, if this works, then why, why don't you have a million dollars then? You know, like, why don't, why don't you just like choose to have a million dollars? And I think it's because like, I haven't quite, I mean, for me, I haven't yet had something that required a million dollars, but I've had something that required, you know, $150,000 when we wanted to buy a house. Yeah. I was like, I want to buy a house. I choose, this is the result I want. I choose, a, I want to own a house. Uh, I want a three bedroom three bathroom house so that we both can have offices. And I had my, you know, I got really clear on what exactly the criteria that I wasn't willing to sacrifice was. Yes. It doesn't have to be a single specific. family home. It can be a condo, but I just need th this amount of space. There needs to be an outdoor area and that needs to be in this budget. Yeah. And I was, yeah, so specific. And our so realtor specific. was like that. Several, we pains in the ass. several realtors wouldn't work with us because they said yeah. my order was too tall. Exactly. And I was like, no, this is going to happen. And it's going to happen. And I just don't know why I have this confidence that like, no, this is going to happen. And, um, we, we started looking for houses and of course you need a down payment for a house. Mm -hmm. And at that time we didn't even have very much in savings. We had maybe like $3,000 in savings. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we're going to need a down payment. So I started saving and I was like, I'm going to put away 50% of everything I make and just try to like, you know, make more money somehow. I don't know where, I don't know how, but I'm, you know, I'm going to try to save, I'm going to start saving. And Almost instantly, and this is just, you know, this is anecdotal, but like I started getting gigs and extra jobs out of nowhere. And because they were bonus gigs, I just saved all the money, like everything from that. And um, we were looking at houses and I got very clear on the exact amount we needed to have based off the criteria that I described and the budget that we were working with. We need at least this amount of money. And best thing about you too is you were like, we're not going to cash out crypto. Which I was sweating balls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, about. no. I yeah, didn't yeah, think yeah. that was the way. I mean, we guys out like a minor amount, but it's still... Yeah. Yeah, no. I just felt like, no, there was... We're you gonna, were great about yeah. it. I was And nervous. so, <clears throat> we get like maybe six months into this and I'm like, man, it's going to take years for us to get to this number. Like, based off of how much we make now and like, even if I booked X amount of jobs, like going to take years for us to get to this number and then by then maybe the house prices will be even higher like we don't know it just continues to skyrocket by the way the past couple of years it has continued to skyrocket Absolutely. and and we're getting priced out of the neighborhoods we want and so at that point we needed fifty thousand more dollars and i was like i don't know uh you know like i'm gonna keep saving but yeah i don't know and i just you know left it open and during that week 
after I was like, I need $50,000. My lawyer calls me right. and he's like, hey, I just wanted to check on this contract that I reviewed for you last year because he reviews all my contracts. He's like, it's coming to an end. And in this contract, this was back when MCN's multi-channel networks gave money guarantees. So they guaranteed me that they would, I would make a certain amount of money based off the work that they were going to give me in that year. So they guaranteed that I would make $75,000 from the work that they were going to give me in that year. And the year was coming to an end and they had only got, gotten me $25,000 worth of work. So there was this extra $50,000 on the table. Someone. And my lawyer was like, they owe you $50,000. And I was like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> this yeah. company, no, you don't know them. there's no, <laughs> first of all, they're owned by Disney now. So good luck with their, yeah. Yeah. their legal Enjoy team. Um, no one has ever successfully collected from them. So yeah. I don't believe that's going to happen. He's like, I'm going to make a couple calls. They have, they're legally bound to this. So they have to give you the best thing is probably money. because now they're owned by disney is why that happened probably <laughs> i mean Disney's it was like, it was in writing and it yeah. was legally bound and so like they wouldn't they couldn't they couldn't get through it in court they couldn't skirt it at yeah. all and so in a few weeks i got a check for fifty thousand dollars that was sent to my, our apartment it was the biggest check i have ever cashed in my life yep. and that was i don't how can i explain that yeah i can't explain that i can't and it's so it, it feels like I understand listening to this. It's like, that's just so lucky, you know? Yeah. But this has happened so many times that I can't attribute it solely to luck anymore. When I got with you, you had like, not kidding. This sounds like hyperbole, but it's not. You're like 37 cents in your banking account. Yeah. And you and I gifted you the Ralph's gift card on our first date. Yeah. And I was like, to the cute girl who eats all the crafty. At, I was still crafty because I didn't have any food to eat. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I and you know, I dropped it outside of. Uh, I, I just dropped it on the ground. I was like, oh, I dropped this <laughs> shit or whatever. But then, uh, yeah, I, seeing you come out of that and like get where you are today is unfucking real. Yeah, because somehow you would just manifest money. Like even those days when like you know I didn't have a reason to be covering your rent or any of that stuff, mm -hmm. and you would just make that happen. It somehow. just would happen. Like we'd yeah. be a week away from rent being due and i'm like i have like half of what i need i don't know how the other half is going to happen <laughs> and it just did like i would get a residual check for sixteen hundred dollars from a job that i had worked on eight years ago exactly like a commercial that i worked on eight years ago and now it has like another run in some other country that i've never even been to like you pulled some capers bro. like and i don't know and maybe you know like obviously we would call this luck we would call this coincidence, but it's happened so much. I'm telling you that like, there's something else out there. There's something else to it than just that. And I, and the, the more times that I have gone through a cycle where I'm like, I don't know, this is the unknown and I don't know where it's going to happen, but I know that this is what I want. And the more it happens through means that I could not even plan out the process of how it happened. Um, like it's, it's just, it's, it's too many times for it to be coincidence in my mind. And, and just to be in full disclosure, we're both very high right now. Very high. Very high. Okay. One You're more story before I, I end this, because yeah. if you want to learn more about this, you can check out The Path of Least Resistance by Robert Fritz. You can also just watch videos on the hero's journey. It, it, I think that's something everyone should at least be aware of. Um, but one more thing is that about this like choosing to stay in the comfort zone versus like the unknown where you could have 
bliss or you could mm-hmm. have fiasco, but you don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like this is the known and it's comfortable, but this is the unknown and it could be amazing. Um, my first boyfriend that I moved to Los Angeles with was going to propose to me on our fifth five year anniversary. And I knew this and we had talked about it and we had agreed on it. Like we had agreed that we should get married. You know, it was like five we'd, years, yeah. we'd been together for five years and he loved me very much. Uh, I think he would have done, he like, he lived basically to support me, like not monetarily, but like support my dreams and like everything I did. He was very encouraging. He would go to every show I did. Like he was very supportive. We got it. Okay. Hey, I just, I just say, so, but <laughs> when the closer it got to this five-year anniversary of him, I knew he was going to propose. I started getting filled with dread and I was like, I don't know why it's wrong because on paper it's right. Like it's, it's comfortable. Like he, he understands me. And what if I never find someone that understands? I'm fucking weird. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yes. I'm so You're weird. So like odd. who You're else, so fucking odd. who else could understand no, me? And so I found, I found someone that, that could understand, that understood me and that embraced me and like loved me unconditionally. Like, why would I give that up just because like, Mm, there might Maybe. be better out there yeah you know there might be better yeah, sure. you know i sound so fucking dumb but i couldn't ignore it and i i kept denying it and denying it like the hero being called i was like no that fuck you this is comfortable yeah. and this is every relationship i've heard from lots of married couples they say look just find someone that you agree with with your life values right. and just like just go with it like you're not gonna have this lust forever you're not going to have this passion forever you're just going to have to go with someone that you agree with and i'm like yeah this is how it's supposed to be and i'm 23 and i'm like yeah and i'm what am i going to give this up and like on the chance that there's someone else that gets me and i just couldn't do it it got to the day before our five-year anniversary was the day that i broke up with him wow and it was out of nowhere for him. I feel, one day. I think that's noble. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it was after his birthday too. And Oof. it was, uh, it was really hard yeah. because I have nothing else besides this intuition, this like small voice inside me telling yeah. me that there's something else out yeah. there that yeah. this isn't right. Yeah. This, that this isn't quite it. Even though every viable source is telling me it is the right thing. I just didn't feel it. I was like, I can't imagine a life being with this, this same, this person for the rest of my life. And if I'm going to commit to something and say, till death do us part, I want to mean it. I want to stand at the altar and mean it, yes. you know? And it was really hard to break up with someone for no reason after five years of being together and after like having our values aligned. Um, but then... Obviously, I went through this. Well, I went through this other relationship that was terrible. But then I found you and you are it for me. And I could stand at the altar with confidence and say that I would never regret signing a life contract with you. Same. And and my favorite thing, too, because that day was so important to me, is that I because it was this is a big deal to me as a kid. I always thought like, you know, I don't want to be up there and cry. And I didn't. You kind of did. <laughs> I didn't even once. You're a little bitch baby. I was a bitch all the time. That's what I mean. It's like insane. But like I love you, you so goddamn much that like when you watch that video, like goddamn, yeah. can this guy just fucking say a word? Holy and shit. And then and then it's like, 
Well, am I, am I being naive? Like, are, are we fools that we think that this honeymoon phase is going to last forever? Even though at that point it had been four years. Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, there's a pretty good chance. It's been great. You know, it's great. It's really <laughs> great. So far, it's been getting better every year. Yeah. But are we dumb? Like, maybe after marriage, like, something happens. And I, I was kind of scared for a second. Like, was this going to, is this, are we living for this moment, you know? Yeah. Um, even though in my heart, I feel it was truth. And I've always just tried to honor that truth inside of me. Yes. Um. And ever since then, it's gotten better every fucking year, yep, every, year. every year. And people tell us, just wait, once you've been married <laughs> long enough, that passion's going to die yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And this is just how it is. And it doesn't work. And I'm like, no, every year it gets truly better. Yeah. It's not just me saying that. And I wish with all my heart, I wish everybody could experience it. I'm, I'm so connected to you that I, I wish people could experience that yes. kind of connection. We're like... Okay, and this sounds dumb, and maybe this is super, superficial and all that stuff, but I'm not even kidding you. Like, uh, some nights it's like, what do you want for food? And we'll say the same thing at the same time. Yeah, well, today you came up to, yeah, <laughs> right came before this podcast to get you an energy I was like, drink. I was like, I got to go downstairs and ask if Steve's going to go get energy Red drinks. Bowl. And then I'll ask him to get me a Red Bull. And I was doing my makeup and he comes upstairs and he's, and before he says anything, I was like, do you want to be a good husband? And he's like, no. And I was like, fine, then don't get me a Red Bull. And he was like, what the fuck? I was literally coming up here to ask if you wanted a Red Bull. Exactly. <laughs> and I and we haven't even, I haven't talked about a Red Bull or wanting an no. energy drink in weeks. It's like, not a ritual. It's not something not we do, something we do often. We don't do this. Yeah. So I, but I was like, well, I'm going to go get an energy drink. Uh, I should ask her if she wants a Red Bull. And usually you don't ask me. I don't ever you ask you. You usually just go because and you, you get... always say no. Exactly. So yeah. So it, it was very odd. That... Very odd. <laughs> and then I even said, I was like, uh, maybe I'll call her. I was like, nah, I'll just go see her. And then, yeah. But, but, you know, it's just a small example of like our daily lives where like yeah. I literally just know what she wants. It just feels so connected. Even and last night she hits me up. She's like sushi night. And I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what I wanted today. It's like, it's, it's crazy how in lockstep we are. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we don't disagree. It means that we're, I am intrigued every time we disagree. I'm actually excited Same. when we disagree. Listen, when I thought your fantasy football team's good and you, you're like, please don't <laughs> yeah. say, we're not getting into that like, again. Please don't say that. Watch the previous episode if you'd like to know what, what that's all about. That but yeah, um, no, it's it's it really does get better if you let it. If you and if you listen to each other, that's the key. And I, I, you know, I have to say, life prepares you for everything. And I'm so glad I did improv because mm -hmm. it. I spent ten thousand hours listening, probably twenty. Mm -hmm. But that's what I mean. Like once I learned that improv was listening, I I became so much more interested in people. Mm -hmm than i was previously yeah because i just because most people just want to get their point across they want to get there yeah they, they're waiting for their turn to they're speak waiting for the turn to speak. and yeah. I, I don't like that i actually yeah. find that very boring and you can tell when people are about yeah. to do that or they have their predetermined thing they came in with or whatever but no i really do enjoy and especially like sometimes like you know you know one of the best things i've read about myself is like the steve can read the room or like he, he yeah he's sensitive when somebody's like trying to open up and like everyone's joking around them or whatever mm -hmm. but that is really a learned thing it's not it's it's you have to be uncomfortable to joke around somebody trying to open up yeah and and, and so instead of doing that i just try to go oh okay i see what you're trying to do let me help you try to breakthrough mm -hmm. and you're really good at that right but but well thank you but but it's it's i really am just interested in what they have to say yeah that's all it is it's like well, it's a not, genuine interest it's not just that you're interested in what they have to say you have a gift of being able to reward it in a way that they were a, unable to find mm. i feel like whenever i've tried to articulate a point that i and you can tell that i'm 
saying one thing, but it's not being received by the group of people that we're with. Yes. You have a really good gift of being able to reword it in a way that I'm like, yes, that's what I was trying to say. Mm. Oh my God, thank you for getting it, you know? Well, and you. you do that with a lot of people. It's not just me. It's like you have a way of being able to bring people into the conversation and, and, and lifting that what they are trying to say. Not adding or projecting something that you want to say on top of them, but like taking what they're trying to say and amplifying it. I can kind of tell. They they well, they give me like a little tea bag and I can just kind of pull on that string. Yeah. That's, that's really all it is. That's what it feels like, like for... The, the compliment is to them. They really do just do all the work, but then... Usually the room just doesn't see the tea bag. You're able to string. lift their voice. That's it. And I love that about you. And it's easy. It's but it's easy though. I'm, For I'm you. Just saying, well, right. But I'm just saying because they do the hard work. Yeah. They're opening up. But that's your gift. Okay. Right. But still, I, I yeah. It, it's I I just love really I love listening to people. It's yeah. my favorite thing in the world. I spend all day listening to people. Um, you know today, uh, I you know I've been dealing with you know the death of Norm Macdonald and oh not, yeah not fun. Man, he was, oh my God, one of my favorites. Truly the best. Yeah. You know, and yeah, no, listening to him and, uh, but listening to like real him where mm -hmm. it's like not just him joking, but he'll kind of let you in sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's just so fascinating. Just yeah. really, really genuinely cool. Uh, great, great, great comedian. So. Yeah. RIP, man. God, that one, that one really hurt. Stings like a bitch, man. That's like, that. that's like. For me, it was like him and Dave Chappelle and, and then good Same. luck. Yeah. You know, Bill Burr too, obviously. Bill Burr, but, yeah. But really, honestly, good luck after that. Like, yeah, like George, George Carlin was, is gone. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I love him. For, yeah. for, for a while. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, other than those guys, like, who are the truth tellers of our era? Yeah. Who are just going to go out there and just say what they that's really That's another, think? oh my God. So that's another part of this thing is like making the fundamental choice to stay true to yourself and making the fundamental choice that you are the creator of your life, um, which is two, are two things that you need before you can even create your choices. I don't know. There's a lot to digest in it. I, I strongly recommend you guys look into these concepts, uh, look at the hero's journey and look, and maybe check out the path of least resistance book. Cause he, d he does word it in a really nice way. Um, but there's a reason I think why people on their deathbed say they regret the things they didn't do more than the things they did. Of course. Because if, if a fiasco happens after answering your call, you can, you can work your way. You can recover from a fiasco. I'm not allowed to regret anything. But it you literally can't, was browbeaten in my head by my father. Yeah, you cannot regret anything. But that's you've done. the thing is, like, if you do something and you made a mistake or whatever, you can recover from it. But what you can't do is get to the end of your life and recover the life you didn't live. You can't recover that. You can't. And there's a quote from Dr. Wayne Dyer that I love that we've brought up a couple of times. That's like, "Don't die with your music still in I you." I love that quote. I think everyone has their uh, their I think a music. That too. I, think I think that too. You have a special music, and it's supposed to be out there. And a lot of people live their whole life not answering the call and i think that's I the most tragic thing yeah and i you know that's why i said i think everyone has a movie in them it's the same idea it's like the yeah. same thing yeah where i think everyone's got that like, yeah they just need to get it out well yeah you're not programmed to honor it so anyway guys anyway. i know it's a lot uh but i felt like this topic really resonated and i hope that i was able to kind of get across some of the concepts that i think that I think people should just should like know about at least so you know that that choice is there for you and there there are things you know people are like well what if it's not physically possible there's there are physical limitations like you can't go back in time you know there's there's physical limitations to what you can create but for the most part like there's a lot that you can that you don't even know that you can yeah I and agree 
I wish that everybody knew about it anyway. And I wish that everyone's father browbeat them <laughs> with have no regrets. Yeah. Because I think it, it really is a, a helpful thing to have in your little arsenal. I don't know. My father constantly browbeat me with having, like, you have to have a plan B. You have to have a plan B. And I was like, fuck your plan B. I'm only focusing on plan A. And she was talking about the pill, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she's... Because I didn't need it. Been very pregnant. <laughs> I've been pregnant Many for, times. for 20 years. Many times. Mm -hmm. um, all right, guys. Well, I hope you got something from that. Um, subscribe, leave a rating, you know, hopefully a good one. And uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky. We do bonus episodes every month. And we have, Chris Steve has Crypto Corner and we do live streams and it's really fun there. The Discord community is awesome. They're the best, man. They're we love best. you guys. We love, I love all the corners. I love all the sticky studios people, man. You guys are literally the best. Yeah. Okay. We love you. Okay. Bye -bye. Thanks, bye.